Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. Thanks for joining me. I am. I didn't do an episode on Friday just because after Thanksgiving, kind of that post-Thanksgiving coma, picked up a Christmas tree, all that fun stuff. So I didn't do an at-home episode, but I'm on my way driving to my parents' house right now. So figured the Lakers have had some two crazy games their last two games. So figured a podcast was needed. So let's jump into it. All right, well, the Lakers ended the road trip on Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, against the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. Obviously, it was a road trip. Uh, the game went to overtime. It was a pretty frustrating game. There, were, there was multiple times where I thought the game was over. Um, it was kind of what I expected the game to be. If you remember from my last episode, I kind of predicted that this was going to be a game where the Lakers got down by like 12 points, maybe made a comeback, but I, I thought they were going to eventually lose the game. And, and mind you, Indiana is not that good of a team. They're kind of similar to the Lakers. They're uh, below 500, a few games below 500. So record-wise, pretty even with the Lakers. Um, not that great of a team at the moment. Um, and I wasn't expecting the Lakers to win. I, I expected the Lakers to get down, maybe make a comeback. Well, this that happened, but it happened like four different times in the game where the Lakers got down big, got down like 12 or 14 points in the game, uh, they would make a comeback, they would make it like a three-point game or a one-point game, and then the Pacers would just, you know, run at it, get a get a good run, um, go up again by like 12 or so, and and at, at a certain points in the game, I thought it was just going to be over because the Lakers weren't going to be able to make enough comeback. Well, I was wrong in that sense where the Lakers were able to make some comebacks. They actually took the lead late in the fourth quarter, they had, you know, we had some late game heroics from LeBron. LeBron ended the game with 39 points. Uh, mind you, the game went to overtime, so there were some five extra minutes in the game, but ended with 39 points. Uh, he really did carry the Lakers, and he won the game for the Lakers, so thankfully he was out there um, and uh, kind of refreshed because he missed the game against the Knicks the night before. or yeah, I think it was the night before. Um, all that being said, it was good to have LeBron out there. He really made a big difference for the Lakers in the game. But it really shouldn't have gone to where it was. Um, the Lakers had built a, like a five or so point lead late in the game. The Pacers kept coming back. I think that, I think it was at least like a six point lead. Um, Pacers kept making some comebacks. Um, all that with with Duarte hitting a crazy side three to, at the end of regulation to tie the game. The Lakers did have one one more shot attempt after Duarte hit that shot. Um, so it wasn't like a buzzer beater necessarily, but it was like a last second shot to tie the game. Lakers had one more shot to win it, um, and they couldn't get it. So the game goes to overtime. Again, back and forth, back and forth, and 
LeBron took things over. Lakers end up winning by six, and they get the win. So good to get the win. It's great to get wins. At this point with how the Lakers have been playing, awesome to get a win, but frustrating to have to get a win in that in that fashion over time. I feel like the Lakers have played – I don't know this, but I feel like the Lakers have, have to have played some of the, like the most overtime games so far in the season. They Up to the, that game against Indiana was their fourth overtime game. Um in 20 games so you know a fifth of their games have been have gone to overtime I feel like that has to be some of the most in the league could be wrong but they so they get the win in overtime again good to get the win you would hope the Lakers could beat a team like the Pacers who shot 28% from three in the game on Tuesday or Wednesday Uh, you would hope that the Lakers could get, get a win in a more deciding fashion but they did not, and again, good to get the win. So Lakers, and again, to go to like down the stats and stuff, Lakers, they played it pretty evenly with the Pacers. Aside from shooting, the Lakers shot better than the Pacers. Um, like I mentioned, the Pacers only shot like 28% from three. They hit some big threes when it mattered, which hurt the Lakers, um, at least in terms of being able to close out the game in regulation. And the Lakers, they shot decent. They shot like 40 or so percent, both from the field and from three. Um, and turnover-wise, I think the turnovers were even in the game. Rebound-wise, the rebounding was even. Really, the most frustrating thing about the game was the amount of was the amount of interior penetration that the Pacers were able to get. I should mention Anthony Davis. I don't think Anthony Davis didn't play on Wednesday against the Pacers. He was dealing with the flu. He was dealing with the flu on Tuesday. I didn't mention that in my previous episode. Uh, he was dealing with the flu or like flu-like symptoms against the Knicks on Tuesday, but he still played. And then he sat out Wednesday, stayed in the hotel room with the flu and missed the game against the Pacers. So the Lakers were lacking their best big man. So that does it does give some insight as to why the Lakers were giving up so much, so many points in the paint, so much interior penetration. But. This Lakers team is still built as a big team, right? We still have DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard. Those guys should be able to stop. And the interior penetration isn't the big man's fault necessarily. It's really more of a a sign of bad perimeter defense. If you have good perimeter defense, you are sliding in front of your man, staying in front of him, and he's not being able to drive uh, into the paint and make make penetration inside, inside the key. So... Uh, it's more of a. It's more on the wings and the guards and their defense and their lack of defense, and less about the big men. Um, the big men, obviously, they should come in and try and clean up and limit the points in the paints if they can. Points in the paints if they can. But at the end of the day, the the perimeter defense just was awful. Guys were getting past the Lakers left and right, getting to the hoop, getting easy layups, and all that stuff. So. Uh, it's frustrating to get a win in that fashion. It's good to get the win. There was a few times I was listening to the game on my drive home from work, and there was a few times where I just was, like, so frustrated listening to the game because it's like, come on, like, don't give up three. Don't let them get inside. Don't settle for a three-pointer. Like, so many things that the Lakers are doing that are just so frustrating and things that, like, as a veteran team, a veteran-heavy team like the Lakers – I feel like I shouldn't have these frustrations. I feel like I would have these frustrations with the Lakers back when they had, like, 
Brandon Ingram and D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson and all those young guys and Kyle Kuzma, these are the types of mistakes you get from those young players. You shouldn't be getting them from Russell Westbrook, Wayne Ellington, Avery Bradley, um, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You know, you shouldn't be getting Carmelo Anthony. You shouldn't be getting that these frustrating plays from those types of players. So, definitely annoying, but at the end of the day, it's a win. A win's a win. Good to get the win. And at this point, the Lakers need, need as many wins as they can get. We need to get the Lakers on a run, which brings me to my the more even more frustrating part of this episode, which is the game that happened last night against the Sacramento Kings. So, I didn't watch the entire game. I was... Like I mentioned yesterday, I was busy with the Christmas tree decorating and decorating for Christmas and all that stuff. So I didn't really watch the game. Um, I did listen to the end of the game on the radio. And boy, was that frustrating. So the Lakers lose to the Sacramento Kings in three overtimes. And, And mind you, if you don't know much about the Sacramento Kings, they recently just fired their head coach, Luke Walton. They have an interim head coach. They they do. I mean, the Sacramento Kings have players that are decent, right? They have they have Tyrese Halliburton, who's in his uh, second year, who he was really good as a rookie last season. They have De'Aaron Fox, who is a good player. They have uh, Marvin Bagley, who jury's out on him. Some people like him, some people don't like him. Um, Alex Len is he good? I don't know, but the Lakers make him look good. Um, the Kings, they have, they have. I mean, it's not like they don't have anybody. But, but then again, like that's how the NBA is, right? Even the worst teams have guys that are good, right? Because they're NBA players. That being said, the Kings are in a terrible place right now. They just fired their head coach. They're, they were, I think they had six wins on the season coming into the game last night against the Lakers. If you want to, if you really want to hear how bad of a position the Kings are in. Go listen to last week's, like this past week's episode of The Mismatch. It's the Ringer, like one of the Ringer's NBA podcasts, The Mismatch. Go listen to Kevin O'Connor and then talk about how bad the Kings are right now. But you can take my word for it. You don't have to go listen to it. But if you want to hear more about it, go listen to that podcast. Anyways, the Kings are, are bad right now. They're bad. They're a bad team. They're, they are... Like, they're at a point where they're going to blow the team up, right? Oh, yeah, Buddy Heald. Can't, can't forget Buddy Heald, right? Lakers fans, can't forget Buddy Heald. Um, they're at a point where, like, they have good players, right? But also that they're at a point where they're they're about to, 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 at least, like, they should probably start blowing things up and, like, tanking and starting over. That's what they probably should do. That being said, maybe they'll get a little more of a boost of confidence after last night's game against the Lakers, who had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, could not maintain that lead. The game got pushed to, to not one overtime, not two overtimes, but three overtimes. So this is now the Lakers' fifth game where it's gone to overtime. And I guess now it's their seventh overtime period of the season in 21 games. So that's – that's I mean, that's – first of all, it's embarrassing that that's what's – that, that – that's where we are with the Lakers against bad teams. And they're not going to overtime against against uh, good teams. They're not going to overtime against um, the Suns or the Warriors, right? They're going into overtime against the Spurs, the Hornets, um, who else? The I mean, the Kings, 
the Pacers, they're not going into overtime against any good teams. It's not like they're competing with these good teams and going into overtime. They're going into overtime with the bad teams in the league. So not only, not only are they not able to, to beat in regulation some of the worst teams in the NBA, but they're a, a team that they're, they're one of the oldest teams in the league. They have guys that are 33 to 37 years old on the team. We can't 21 games in the season be playing in seven overtime periods, you know? Like, we can't have this kind of mileage. If the Lakers if the Lakers expect to turn things around, which I do expect them to turn things around at some point, whether that means firing Frank Vogel, uh, trading players, or just figuring it out themselves, I, expect them, I do expect them to turn things around at some point. But if they do turn things around and we get to the playoffs and we've played – you know, if we let's just say like the Lakers are they've played twenty one games, we're like a third of the way through the season, a quarter of the way through the season, or like a quarter of the way through the season. They've played seven seven overtime games in a quarter, right? They're on pace for like twenty eight overtime games in in eighty two games, which like maybe that doesn't sound like a lot, but it all adds up. It all adds up when you have your best player is LeBron James, who's turning 37 in December. You know, so uh, it it's pretty bad. It's it's gone to a point where the Lakers, like, it's we're a quarter of the way through the season. Things aren't working. I understand. Like, this is the most healthy the Lakers will have been all season. Um, and the thing is, also at the end of the day, you can't wait for players to get healthy. Like, if they're not getting healthy, if they're not, if they're timetable is longer than you have to start winning games. Like, if you're not winning games with the current squad you have and you have players that are injured that aren't coming back or are coming back and aren't making a difference, then you have to make a change, right? So last night, the Lakers were the most healthy that they've been all season. The only two players sitting out were Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn, who have not suited up for the Lakers yet this season. I think those players will help the Lakers when they come when they are healthy. But that just adds to the the chemistry issues and you know you insert these guys who haven't played all season and it there's a there's a there's a learning curve there's a you got to feel it out you got to get used to playing with each other and I get there's practice for that and things like that but you know I don't know how how much that really does help the in-game experience really makes a huge difference and so the Lakers are at a point where they you know, Austin Reeves was back. He didn't play at all last night, which I think it was his first game back, so that's fine. He's a rookie. Like, I wouldn't necessarily expect him to play his first game back from being injured, but I hope he gets inserted pretty soon because he was playing well before he got hurt, you know? Um, and we need we need to figure something out. Uh, like, the Lakers need to figure something out. And it's what they've been doing so far is not working. They have played 21 games of and they're 10 and 11 on the season. They're one game below 500. So they're not even at 500, right? I mean, it's only a game below 500, but they're still not even at 500 a quarter of the way through the season. Like, it's a, it's a pretty bad situation for the Lakers right now. And again, I know my last episode, I was I was speaking more um, positively about the Lakers, more hopeful that the Lakers, you know, they're just dealing with injuries. They'll figure it out. Like, we can't we can't uh, sound the alarm quite yet. But this Lakers team, you have your, your quote-unquote big three healthy and playing. 
you have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook playing. You have three. Your three best players are playing. You have, um, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker who is making an impact. He's playing. You have Carmelo Anthony playing. You have Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, Avery Bradley. You have all these guys that are that are playing that are good players. There's no reason that you should be losing to the the Sacramento Kings, whether it's in regulation or three overtimes. There just is no excuse for losing to the Sacramento Kings, and there's no excuse for losing to the teams that we've other teams that we've lost to. <coughs> Excuse me. There's no excuse for losing to. Uh, there's no excuse for even winning games. There's no excuse for winning for beating Charlotte by three in overtime earlier in the season. Like, if these were, there's no excuse for losing to the OKC Thunder. There, you know, they, it's just like there's, there's is no excuse for it. And after every one of these games, Anthony Davis or Russell Westbrook or LeBron James gets up on the podium at the post game interview, and they say, "We just have to want it. We just have to want." Like last night, I think it was Anthony Davis. He was like. We just want to. We just have to want to go on like a 15 game winning streak. Like he said, he was like, and again, I'm paraphrasing. This isn't like necessarily word for word, but he was saying something along the lines of, "We, we have we we can definitely go on a 10 or 15 game winning streak, but we just have to want it. We just have to want to do it." And my first thought is, so you haven't wanted to do it 21 games into the season? Is that what you're telling us? You haven't want like you guys have. He's, I mean, he's basically admitting that the team is putting out lackluster effort night in and night out. And that's not, like, I would, I mean, for obvious reasons, but I would take the Lakers 2020 team, before I even knew that they won a championship, I would take the Lakers 2020 team in March, March of 2020, before COVID and the bubble and all that stuff, I would take that Lakers team over this Lakers team any day. Any day. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We don't. The Lakers don't need Russell Westbrook on this team. Like, and he does add. He does bring some positive things. He gets triple doubles. He, he, you know, gets rebounds. He gets assists. Like he does have a positive impact on the game. I'm not saying that we don't like need him because he's an awful player. I think he's an inconsistent player. I think he's not as good as a lot of people think he is. But I don't think he's bad. I'm just saying like we need guy and and effort. Russell, it's funny because Russell Westbrook gives effort, right? But he only gives effort on the things he wants to give effort on. He gives effort on getting rebounds, which is good. But he doesn't give effort on playing good defense or being in the right place on defense. Like, it's the mental effort that we need from him. He gives good physical effort, but the mental effort is lacking. And on defense, the mental effort is huge. To know where you need to be, to know where your man is, to know if you need to switch a screen, to know if you're, you know to know if you're trying to avoid a mismatch, if you're trying to, you know, there's, like, a lot of plays, especially at at the NBA level, right, where it's, like, it is really an IQ and brain game on defense, and we need that mental effort, not only just from Russell Westbrook, he's just an example, but from from everyone on the team. And it's, it's, it's just, it's it's really frustrating right now being a Lakers fan. I would 100%, hands down, you can't even, I couldn't, like, someone could argue that they like this team better than the 2020 Lakers team. And again, I'm not even talking post-championship. Like, I get it. I know the Lakers won a championship in 2020, so I'm just naturally biased about it. But even in March 2020, I wouldn't saw, you know, when the Lakers beat the Bucks, the Bucks who were the best team in the league, Giannis was, 
he ended up being MVP, but everyone was saying he was going to be MVP. Um, the Bucks came, came into LA, and the Lakers beat them by ten. They played great basketball. They played great defense. They shut down Giannis as much as they could. They played good offense. Like they were just, they were gelled. They were a good team. And I get once you win, it's hard to keep the same team. Lakers could have kept Alex Caruso. Decided not to. It is what it is. Whatever. I'm not saying Alex Caruso is the piece that we're missing, but players like Alex Caruso are the piece that we're missing. And maybe Austin Reeves can step in and be that guy, but why have him step in and be that guy when we had him already on the team? I'm getting on a tangent, but that but that being said, this Lakers team, they Anthony Davis admitted last night that they're not giving the effort night in, night out that, that is needed to win basketball games. And that's the most frustrating thing. I don't I I get it, like losing I want I said it a couple episodes ago that I want the Lakers if even if they lose I want them to be competing, right? I said this after the, they got blown out by the Bulls. And so like going to overtime games and having close games like yeah, they're competing, but those aren't the teams I want them to be competing against. Like I don't want them to have to be fighting to beat the 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 Kings in three overtimes. I don't want them to be having to fight to beat the Pacers in overtime. You know, I don't want them to be fighting to have to beat the Thunder or the Hornets in overtime. Or the Pistons, you know, it's like the the teams like the Bulls, um, the Heat, the Bucks, the Nets, the Warriors, the Suns, right? Those are the teams I want the Lakers competing with. And if they lose by two points, if the game goes to overtime and they lose, so be it. Like that sucks, but it is what it is. Like they, they at least they tried, at least they competed, at least they were in it with some of the best teams in the league. But right now they're getting blown out by some of the best teams in the league, and they're competing for close games in overtime with some of the worst teams in the league. And that's just not a good position to be in. It's hard to watch. It's frustrating to watch. And as a fan, as someone that talks about the Lakers on this podcast once or twice a week, it's something that I'm getting sick of talking about. I want to talk about the Lakers being good and winning, you know? So I'm very passionate about it, obviously, but I want the Lakers to to win ball games, you know? So frustrating, frustrating to lose. Um, a lot of people on Twitter last night were – out for Frank Vogel's head. I don't know that that's the answer. I don't know that firing Frank Vogel at this point is the answer. I think, and I said this before, I think obviously the injuries have played a big role in the Lakers situation right now, which we do have to take, take into account. But like I said before, this the current Lakers team that is healthy should be able to beat the Pacers, the Kings, the Pistons, the Thunders, teams like that. You know, We shouldn't be questioning whether the Lakers are beating bad teams because of injuries because they have guys that are injured guys that are not named LeBron James Anthony Davis Russell Westbrook you know so I don't know that we can say that this is like I don't know that firing Frank Vogel is the right answer right obviously if we fire Frank Vogel then um assistant coach would probably step in in the interim Phil Handy I think his name is I should know that off the top of my head apologies if I got that wrong anyways um, he sh- he would step in as interim head coach probably. I don't know who the who is on the market for for head coaches. I mentioned that in my last episode. I don't I I don't know. Um, I don't know that there's a better option than Frank Vogel right now. I get like it's frustrating. Like a lot of people, a lot of people were frustrated after the game last night against the Kings because Frank Vogel didn't make any substitutions for the three overtimes, or he made only like one substitution during the whole three overtimes. Um, 
I don't know. It's tough. Like you have the best, you want the best lineup in to beat them. Like you're desperate to win. You want your best lineup in. I don't know that making substitutions, how much that would help or not. I don't know. Um, they're upset that LeBron James and Anthony Davis played 50 and 49 minutes, but it was, the game went to three overtimes. Again, you want your best. If you're trying to win the game, you want your best players in. I don't. I would just prefer the Lakers just don't go to overtime, right? Like you have a, the Lakers had a 14 point lead against the Kings in the fourth quarter, and they blew it because of bad defense, and the game went to overtime. They shouldn't have even been in that position because the Lakers should be able to play defense. So I don't. The substitution thing, there he has put out some weird, some weird rotations. He has. He's trying to figure things out, I guess. I don't I don't know, obviously. I'm not saying that the people that are frustrated with Frank Vogel don't have any argument there. I but at the same time, I don't know that firing firing Frank Vogel won't change things. They won't it won't make things better in my opinion. Unless the only way it makes things better, which I mentioned in my last episode, again, is if the reason the Lakers are not playing with any effort is because they're they don't want to play for Frank Vogel. If that's the case, which that has happened before in the past, it's possible. If that's the case, then sure, fire Frank Vogel. If the Lakers don't, if the players that you, if the players that we've put in there, that the GMs put in there, have lost trust and faith or whatever with Frank Vogel, then fine. I guess firing him, maybe that would help. Putting Phil Handy in, maybe they want to play for him. I don't, if that's the case, then sure. I don't. I don't think that that's the case, though. I feel like if that was the case, we would have. We've. We would at least have heard rumors about that. Could be wrong, but I'm not in a. I don't believe that firing Frank Vogel right now will will fix the situation. I think that we've put together a team that has dealt with injuries, which doesn't help, but a team that looks good on paper that just so far on the court is not working. You you see names like Carmelo Anthony and Russell Westbrook and and Wayne Ellington and Carmelo Anthony and you think that well yeah they're good players they're, they're notable players they're, some of them are superstars or past superstars um, it'll be great to have them on our team and what you don't think about is that they're not going to put an effort in night in and night out and the Lakers are going to lose because we're in the wrong place we're giving, giving up wide open threes and have no chemistry on offense so at the end of the day it's a pretty frustrating situation for the lakers i i tweeted last night i said just blow it up lakers like time to blow it up like and i'm a lot of that is just out of frustration because of the game against the kings last night i get it it's a regular season game it's the game 21st game of the season it's maybe it's not as big of a deal as i'm making it out to be but Something definitely is not right with the Lakers, and and I know that because in the in the 2020 season, right, everyone kept saying in the media and on social media, like like the Lakers don't have it. They have no depth. They have no their team is like they they only have LeBron and Anthony Davis. They're no good. Um, they're never going to win a championship. They're going to lose in the second round. That's what everyone kept saying. I get it was a weird year, right? Like with COVID and the bubble and the extended off time between from like March until July or August like I get there was like it was a weird season you know but even before that in March and February with the Lakers team 
you had the I had the feeling I had this gut feeling with this team that like they did have it in them. Yes, if the Lakers had met the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, um, like let's say COVID didn't happen, the season went on as normal. Let's say the Lakers and the Clippers met in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I when I was thinking about that in March, I was thinking like yeah, the it'll it would probably go to a game seven. It's not a hands-down situation where the Lakers are for sure going to beat the Clippers in, in the Western Conference Finals. That's not that wasn't my those weren't like I didn't think that you know, but I did have a gut feeling that season that the Lakers did have it in them. They were a good team, and that was evidenced by the fact that they were the the number one seed for the majority of the season in the Western Conference. Right, like they were winning games. They weren't losing to the worst teams in the league. Yeah, they had some frustrating losses here and there. Things happen, right? But it wasn't like night in night out. Like oh, you can't get it done. Like, the Lakers haven't really proven much that they can really get it done. You know, like, they've beaten teams, yes. But I don't get I don't get the sense of, like, the Lakers can just take the game over and, like, win the game and close it out. I don't get that feeling from this Lakers team, which I did get. I got I had that feeling in 2020, you know. They could play the Nuggets, who are, who are good in 2020, in the, in the regular season, and it'd be a close game and shut, you know, take the game over. Like they could, they could do that to some of the better teams. They did that against the Bucks, right? In the game I was talking about earlier, that took like in March. It was one of the lot. They did that against the Clippers in March, the, that same week that they played the Bucks, right? Um, so it, it's frustrating. I think I'm team blow it up at this point. I was, and again, I will, I, I won't back off of this. Like I was team Buddy Healed from the beginning in the off season, right? Like. I liked the Lakers team last year even. I think the Lakers, I think blowing it up, I think blowing up the team last year, I don't know if that was the right thing to do, you know, especially in hindsight. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But, like, I don't know that that was the right thing to do. Like, I know there was some issues with Dennis Schroeder, like Montrezl Harrell. There were some issues with, like, um, Andre Drummond coming in and the playing time and Frank Vogel didn't. I don't think very, I, I will say one thing. I don't think Frank Vogel managed the team very well last season. And I think that screwed things up. I do believe that that's true. So, blowing the team up, keeping Frank Vogel last season, I get it. It's a political thing. It's hard to do, especially after Frank Vogel won the championship in 2020. It's hard to move off the coach like that. Um, It's easier to move off of Dennis Schroeder, who's asking for $83 million or whatever it was. But I, I think the team was mismanaged, especially late in the season. And it made players upset. And now you look at you look at Dennis Schroeder. You know, I don't know specifically how he's doing, but I know how he did against the Lakers a couple weeks ago. You know, he had like 25 points. <laughs> he played well. Uh, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, they're playing well in Washington right now. You know, like Montrez Harrell's back to his his old self when he was on the Clippers. Like last season with the Lakers was an off year for whatever reason. Maybe maybe it was a growing period. Maybe it was like poor management from the coach I don't know right no one really knows except for them but I think last season was tough with the injuries with LeBron and Anthony Davis Lakers probably wouldn't have won the championship last season even if they stayed healthy I mentioned we talked about this in in the last episode but like I just I wasn't even after the Lakers lost to the Suns in the first round yeah, I was super frustrated. Having Anthony Davis be hurt, you had a kind of a scapegoat, right, to, like, excuse the loss. But I wasn't, like, super 
upset with like Dennis Schroeder and Montres Harrell and those guys like I wanted to give it another go right like give the team more chance like they had barely got to all play together because of the injuries to LeBron and Anthony Davis and like give them the offseason let them gel like get that chemistry that the Lakers had the year before you know like I would have much and again this is all hindsight I don't know but like I would have been like I'm I'm still at this point you know I would have been open to that I was open to it back then and and um looking back like maybe that was the right maybe that would have been the right thing to do you know maybe that would have been the right thing to do I don't know I mean when when Dennis Schroeder's asking for 83 million like you can't do that and keep some of the guys so we probably would have had to would have had to move off of Dennis Schroeder anyways um but there is there just have been things that again on paper on social media they look good Rob Palenka pulling Carmelo Anthony and, and trading for Russell Westbrook and all that stuff like it looks really good it's cool to have those names on the team. It's cool to have them in Lakers jerseys, right? In theory, it's a really cool thing. Um, but so far in practice on the court, it's been a disaster. So um, at this point, I'm I'm open. I would I'm very much open to the Lakers blowing things up and making some trades and making some moves and and moving off of this team as it is because I it just I don't get the sense that they can get it done I don't get the sense that there's chemistry building if anything I if anything like this type of losing right should help it either it'll do one of two things right it'll either break the team apart even more or it'll it'll build them together you know it'll bring them together and they'll they'll build camaraderie and they'll they'll want to win games and they'll get it figured out night in and night out it's the same thing so far Again, it's still, I think we can still say it's early in the season. But if we get to the halfway mark, if we play 21 more games and the Lakers are still right around 500 and things aren't changing, we're not making moves, we're not doing anything, then that's going to be a thousand times more frustrating than it is right now. So hopefully the Lakers can figure things out. I I don't feel very hopeful right now at this point. Um, The Lakers' schedule coming up, and, and that's another thing with this Lakers team, right? It was we were hoping the Lakers could could use the the recent the upcoming schedule to to go on a little bit of a run to get to build a to get some wins on the on the, on the win column. Um, after the Pacers, they you know we played the Kings last night. Uh, I think we play the Pistons again on Sunday. We play the Kings again on Tuesday night up in Sacramento. Um, so you know we should have won last night, right? With that. That could be at least three easy wins. I think we have some other easy, some easier games, well, in theory, easier games coming up after uh, Tuesday as well. So, you know, the Lakers got to take advantage. You got to win these games, these games against some of the worst teams in the league, to so you can afford to lose to some of the better teams, you know, if you don't get it done. So, again, frustrating situation right now for the Lakers. Hopefully we can get things figured out. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'd, I don't know. I... I love watching the Lakers. I love the Lakers. I love the the brand. I love the team, being an LA native and all that stuff. So, I really, I really only want the Lakers to win. So it's really upsetting when they can't get it done. And I'm Rob Palenka has done. You know, he did. He worked some magic in 2020. Let's hope that that wasn't a one and done situation, and he can make the right moves for the team, and the Lakers can can start winning some basketball games. All right, and I did get one mailbag question in this week. 
came from my buddy Corey again. So he says, do we think Russ will have a similar resurgence to what he did with Washington at the end of last season? I think so. I mean, I think that I've seen with him so far is he is Russell Westbrook is already getting more comfortable, playing a little bit better, putting up more points, turning the ball over a little bit less. He's still an inconsistent player, so he can still be inefficient, but I do think that the more he plays with the Lakers, with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, the better he's going to get. So I'm pretty confident in that. Um, he asked another question. In one-third of our games where we have gone down by 25 points, some we have come back and won, others like against the Knicks we lost. This is a testament to us having the skill to blow out these teams and a lack of motivation at the beginning, or is it this a broader systemic issue? With our starting five, I think it's a, I don't know, I it's a little bit of both. I think we lack the talent defensively, at least that's what we're showing, at least, or it's just that we lack the effort, um, which could be, like I mentioned before, a systemic issue. It could be that Frank Vogel is not man- managing the team well, that the starting five he's putting out there, there's players that are upset, that are just not feeling motivated to put their um, full effort in night in and night out. Um. I think the Lakers have the skill. I mean, they're old, but I think they have the skill. They have the guys that can do it. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. These are good players. They're NBA players. They're 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 old, right? They're still superstars. They're still they're good for a reason, you know, or they were good for a reason. So I think they have the skill. I think it's really on the effort, and I hope it's not a systemic issue, but it really could be. Um, so I think. You know, again, with the Knicks game, it was great that the Lakers came back and made that a game after going down by 25. It's great that the Lakers put themselves into a position to compete and and get the win, and they're playing without LeBron, so there's all that stuff that goes into it. At the end of the day, the Lakers should win that game, and it's it's frustrating that they didn't. So um, I hope it's not a systemic issue. I hope the Lakers do get things put together, like I mentioned before. Um, Corey, I thank you for your, your question, and uh, I, I forgot to put out a question box um for people to to put in just because with thanksgiving and everything i just lost my mind but i will definitely do that next week so we can get some more questions in again thanks everyone for listening and go lakers thank you so much for listening to this episode of lakers carpool if you enjoyed the episode please rate and review on apple podcasts and share it on social media with your friends You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!